Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Diana Alt. Diana is a career strategy coach who knows how to help you land your dream job and be ready to seize a new career opportunity when it presents itself and without having to do last minute updates to your resume or your LinkedIn profile. Using these strategies that Diana has created, you can have the career you want in the environment that you are looking for. Diana has been a career coach for the past 14 years, where she helps others obtain their professional goals. Join me on this episode of the One Big Tip podcast and learn the steps you can take if you are interested in shifting gears in your professional life to land that dream job. So it's going to be a great discussion today. Diana, thank you so much for joining me. And Thanks for to joining me too. I always, I need you to be my hype man and just come around and introduce me to people. That was lovely. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll shadow you at the next conference we go to. Right? Fantastic. Uh, next Tuesday, I'm in a conference. So <laughs> Amazing. Diana, thank you so much for joining me. Tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, you know, we were talking a little bit in the pre-call where, where you're a career growth strategist, but you also work with entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to dissect that a little bit. Tell me a little bit about your background and what makes you so amazing. So what makes me so amazing? Oh, there's so many things. One of the things that I would say makes me really amazing is I have the ability to put my thumb on a real problem really, really fast. And so I've used that all throughout my career. I did, um, before I went full-time in my business in 2019, I spent over 20 years in tech, always working in those kinds of roles that are part business and part technology, you know, product management, project management, all those kind of, kinds of things. And what I realized is the degree to which very high achieving, highly educated people are often unhappy at work or just not working up to their optimal potential because- Let's face it, corporate America often wants to treat everybody like they are, you know, widgets, even if they're doing creative work. So along the way, working with friends and direct reports when I was a manager and whatnot, I started getting really interested in how can I help people be happier at work? When I first started doing the work, it was the Great Recession. So 2008 timeframe. And the thing mo- people needed the most was a job. So I was helping people understand what they wanted out of that job very tactically and how to position themselves for it in a really competitive environment. And as things progressed over time, I realized that more and more people aren't, you know, they might be jumping from project manager at Acme Corporation to project manager at XYZ Inc., but being a project manager wasn't right for them. So they needed to go deeper into what would make them happy at work. And since then, my ethos has just evolved into how can I help as many people as possible have the work life that they want? 
So to me, entrepreneurship is really difficult. There's a lot to it, but it's also something that's available to everyone. And it often happens alongside corporate work. So when I'm working with people, I'm talking to them, not just about what work they want and how much money they want to make and how to go get that, but whether entrepreneurship is right for them, full-time, part-time, side hustle, you know, should they be in corporate, all of those things are on the table instead of simply assuming somebody wants to go from, you know, a 40 hour a week job at one company to a 40 hour a week job, just like it at another company. Does that make sense? It does. And you know what I was thinking is that... It- um, I have been the grim reaper of a lot of companies, right? You know, I tell people this story all the time. No company on my LinkedIn profile exists in its current form today, except for one, my own, right? Yeah. And what happens is, you know, I, um, I was always trying to digest, you know, those ways to, those ways to improve my career. I used to hang out a lot at Barnes and Noble before we could just YouTube everything. Right. Right. And I would buy all those self-help books. I would buy all those career management, but like I would just, I I would deep dive into the stuff. And one of the things that I found, you know, was just really weird was like, well, I would get to a certain point in a, you know, not only in a company, but you know, like in an industry and I would be like, all right, this sucks. Is that it? Yeah. You know, Yeah. And what's so interesting is people ask me who I work with and most of the people I work with, whether, you know, the vast majority are in corporate, but a lot of people are dipping their toes into entrepreneurship. And I work with a few small business owners as well. I'm kind of doing a combo of like executive coaching and a little consulting. You can argue all day about what the definitions of those things are, but without exception, I'm dealing with people that are about anywhere from like 10 to 15 years to like 25 years into the career. So like 35 or so to about 50. And they're all thinking like, is this all like, that's the prevailing question. No matter how great things look on the, on the outside, their question is, is this all? So they can be making hundreds of thousand dollars a year. They could be in, have gotten the company car and the VP title and whatever, Or they could be the business owner that finally hit seven figures or whatever nonsense, you know, you're supposed to want as a business owner. And every one of them is still asking, is this all and how can I make work work with my life? So the question is universal. The way that you address it requires, you know, a little bit different, a little bit different things are more important depending on the situation, but the question is the same. So. So I want to dissect this a little bit how do your conversations differ with someone who wants to be a VP at a big bank, for example, versus someone who wants to get out of the cube and start working for themselves? I mean, for me, those are two totally different animals. I know I've been both of them, right? So I know that I've, I I have mutated several times in my life, you know, just Mm -hmm. reinvented myself, you know, to so many degrees that it's like, Oh God, I really did that. You know, like I, you know, it would just be absolutely crazy. Like how do those conversations manifest themselves? And like, uh, how do you figure out, you know, is that, does this person really want to be an executive, but, or does he really want to be an entrepreneur? And how do you fish out that dichotomy with them? You know, it's such an interesting question because I've worked with people that decided to move into being an entrepreneur, but I've also worked with people that already you know, owned established businesses and everything in between. And really it's a matter of how they think about risk 
I ask a lot of questions about how people think about risk. And I try to share some of how I think about risk as an entrepreneur. And I think there's two fundamental mindsets about risk. There's the mindset that says working full-time for a company that gives me, you know, pay and benefits and hopefully is going to keep me on staff for, you know, however many years that I want to work there, that that's the lowest risk way to work. And there's another school of thought that says, why would I have one person or one company be the source of 100% of my income? And so that's more of an entrepreneur mindset. And so I try to tease out by asking people questions about how they think about risk, which bucket that they fall into. And if they're used to thinking about, you know, having a stable employer or a stable job is their favorite, but they're starting to get interested in, you know, what is this thing with passive income or entrepreneurship or getting clients? That's when I may be suggesting to them, you know what, the way to scratch an itch might be to start taking freelance work. You know, it might be to be a side hustler a little bit for a while, see how you like that and then make your decision. Do you want to build to that being your all in or do you just always want that to be like your hobby side job or what? Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, that's exactly how I got started. And what I was doing was I was just really good at the jobs I was in. I would just finish up everything by 1130 in the morning and not a smoker. So I can't like go outside and go hang with kids. <laughs> You can't right? smoke for five so, hours anyway. That's not Yeah, you work. can't smoke for five hours anyway. So, And we couldn't go home at that time. There was no work from home. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, okay, well, now what do I do? And I just taught myself how to build, you know, WordPress and Joomla websites. And, mm. and I got lucky, you know, by having one client who was just like, okay, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you $800 a month, but I want you to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh my God, this was, again, this was stuff that would take me two, three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And for her, it would be like, you know, it would save the day and then some, and that's when I realized like, I'm done. Like, you know, where do I check out? Yeah. And that was the, um, uh, you're right. The part about risk that is so hard to figure out, you know, because some people need that nest egg. Right. Yes, they need, I okay, I need $50,000 in the, in the bank before yes. I do that. And so there's a lot of questions about what that is for you. And one of the things I'm not a big fan of is cookie cutter advice. So for example, one of the things when you are an entrepreneur, almost everybody will tell you the first person you need to hire is a bookkeeper. Well, what if I like to keep my books? What if I suck at marketing? Like, why am I going to go spend, if I already know how to work QuickBooks or can quickly figure it out, why am I going to spend my hundreds of dollars a month on a bookkeeper whenever I might be better served by spending money on someone like you that can help me with my new website? So I'm not in, I'm really not into cookie cutter. And again, everybody has different risk tolerance. So I like a lot of money in the bank before I make a leap. So I spent a lot of time building up some savings and things like that before I jumped full-time into entrepreneurship. I did it a little earlier than I thought it was going to because some stuff went down at a job that I was in and I was like, oh, this leadership is not working. I can't do this anymore. But because I know myself and I know that I have a high need for financial security, I was able to make that work. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's really important to know thyself. Right. You know, that's really one of the things that, you know, I wish people would know more about what it is that they want to do. Right. Yeah. And you would think that, you know, someone mid career with X, Y, and Z experience and impressive resumes would have a clue, but it's not always the case because some things sound appealing 
others don't. And of course there's, you know, 10 other, there are 10 other mitigating factors, which could color it, which are unique to that person. Mm -hmm. And that's really why you need to, you really should engage with a coach, you know, someone who is going to take the time to do it instead of you getting advice from Gary V. Well, I love me some Gary V, but Gary V is talking to millions of people and he can't necessarily dig into what you, I can't even imagine how much it would cost to get Gary V to talk to you for 30 minutes. It probably can't even happen, but you raise an interesting point. And one of the things about career management is I fundamental, fundamentally believe it's done in community. So I love reading books. I love listening to podcasts. I was telling one of my friends recently, I don't remember the last time I turned on like just Spotify, like just music because I'm listening to podcasts so much because I love them. So I'm all about learning the stuff, but I can't figure things out in my own head. I have to have someone to talk to. That could be somebody in a Facebook group. It could be um, a coach, it could be a best friend, but you have to have somebody that is willing to ask you hard questions about the assumptions that you're making and the plans that you're thinking of for for yourself. I work with a lot of very sharp people, um, especially the people that are on the corporate side, oftentimes got work with a bunch of engineers. And I have a client right now that's in his 40s. And I asked him, you know, how'd you get into engineering? And he said, well, my high school guidance guidance counselor said I'm good at math and science, so I should go to engineering school. And I know, I don't even know how many people I know that have that same story because I went to an engineering school. Uh, But then nowhere in the last 20 years did they ask the question, is that the right thing for me? Until they decided, you know, now is the time to do it. So we're starting to figure out what's the right thing for this person? Is it engineering? Is it, you know, sales? Is it consulting? What are those options? Because at the tender age of 40 something, people haven't thought about it. The other thing that happens is people are afraid to say what they want. We've gotten, especially women, my female clients really struggle with this because somehow along the line, we got the idea that if you shoot for what you want, you're selfish you're not taking care of your family, all those kinds of things. When really it's an oxygen mask thing. If you're not happy at work, it's hard to be happy anywhere else. Whether you're running a business or whether you're working for an employer or whatnot, or you're a stay-at-home parent, plenty of people are doing that because they thought they should and they they don't really like it as, as much. But it's okay to do what you want. It's okay for you to be happy and what you want matters is, is a big thing for me. So... So let's talk about that a little bit. You know, like when people make these changes, right? And they make these, you know, when these are really big changes going from corporate into, you know, into entrepreneurship, all of a sudden you're wearing a bunch of different hats, mm-hmm. right? My um, my wife actually went in the opposite direction where she had her own partnership that went south and now she's an employee at a pretty big corporation and she's just loving the fact that she just doesn't have to deal with payroll or any of that yeah. other BS that, yeah. you know, used to come with all the other stuff that, you know, that happened with, uh, you know, when you're running your own business, but when people go the other way, right. And they're thinking about, um, not only what job am I going to do or what service or what product am I going to, uh, I, am I going to, you know, deliver to the market? You also need to think about all these other th- aspects of it that, you know, before you just had people doing it for you, like Mm -hmm. HR, like payroll, like project management, you know, things like that. Now all of a sudden, guess what? It's on your head. 
right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is that that takes up hours of your day. And if you let what, it. If you let it. So right? if, if you let it. I think most people wait too long to outsource. And so one of the things I like to talk to people about is what do they actually like to do? Do they understand so a lot of people want to be consultants. So they've been some sort of engineer or computer or website developer or something like that. And they say, man, I can do better and work on my own terms if I start my own consulting business. And the thing that a lot of people don't realize is when you're a solopreneur consultant, if you want to have a decent work-life balance, you cannot bill 40 hours a week. You cannot plan your rates. You cannot plan your business around billing 40 hours a week. When I was doing some of that, because I did some technology consulting before I really dove, you know, full time with a focus on coaching, I realized that I could maybe do 20. I could maybe consult effectively for 20 hours a week and run my own business. Now, I wasn't outsourcing that much at that point, you know, marketing or, or sales, that kind of stuff. I cr- probably could have gotten it to 24, but it's intense. When you are charging $200 an hour to be a consultant for a client, that energy that you have to put into it and the expectations, especially at the beginning, are much different than when you're making $140,000 a year as a coder full-time on a team that's salary that knows that they can have you work you know, over time or whatever if needed for the project. So it's important to understand some of those things. And so I like to talk to people and get a, get an understand. Do you know what this actually means? Do you know what it means to say, I want to be a consultant? Do you know what it means to say, I want to build digital products? Because that's the thing everybody wants to do as a side hustle. I want to build digital products. Great. Who's your ideal client? Like, what do you know about marketing? And if there's anything that you can outsource everything in your business, almost except for marketing strategy. You have to be your own marketing strategist. You might partner with, and you know this because you're a digital marketer, right? You might partner with somebody that informs your strategy, but at the end of the day, you have to own that. No matter if you are building digital product, printing t-shirts that are selling on Amazon, doing consulting and so forth. You know, what's interesting about that is one of the aspects of running my own business that took me a long time to come to grips with is that I cannot clone Jeff. No, you can't. Right. And, and you don't want I, to. I tried, I tried, believe me, I tried. Yeah. I would, you know, I would put out crazy job descriptions. Like I need you to, you know, be great at writing, be great at social media and know how to do project management. Oh, by the way, if you know Canva, you know, that's a plus. Yeah. And what right. happens is you don't get great work out of it. You know, either those people are very expensive and they have attitudes to match or they just don't exist. Right. So what happens is you think that, you know, you think you're being slick by going that route when you're actually doing yourself a disservice, right? You should be hiring, not assistants. You should be hiring specialists. Right. And that's really what, that's really what we got to change this name to and and not virtual assistants. I have a whole rant about that. Let me do them. Let me do my teeny tiny rant. This is for everybody that's considering outsourcing. So I, yeah, I use Kajabi is my platform for my digital stuff. And, you know, it's all in one platform, has your email marketing and your courses and all that kind of stuff in there. And what happens all the time is in the user groups about digital product creation or about Kajabi, people say, I need my, I need a Kajabi VA. 
I need a Kajabi VA. I want them to be able to walk on water, build a beautiful website, and I want to pay them uh, $20 an hour U.S., and oh, by the way, they have to be in the U.S. Well, you can't get someone to buy coffee for you in the U.S. for $20 an hour in most cities. So you're so right about, oh my gosh, my battery is about to go. You're so right about needing to understand what specialist you need and pay accordingly. Because it's high dollar for a strategist. It's lower dollar for an implementer. Exactly. And it's lowest dollar for like just an administrative assistant. So I love the way you frame that because that is really the truth. You know, if we can, you know, if we can change the cadence and the, you know, the, you know, what we are calling these people, you know, to help you out, I think we can, I think we'll all be happier, you know, by, uh, by default. Yeah. Uh, Diana, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you directly? I sure can. Um, My website is dianaalt.com. So uh, you'll find quite a bit about me a lot, as well as links to my Facebook and to my um, LinkedIn. If you want to just get connected and be pointed to all those things, the fastest way to do that is to smash the the Let's Connect button at the top. And that'll get you on my email list and point you to all the great stuff. So Amazing. Diana, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this. I do too. It's fun. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just great. You know, like when you can really talk about, you know, like how you can make things better for people just gives a tremendous rush. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks a ton. I appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.